Hey, Shipper City. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into the episode, do me a favor and consider tapping that support this podcast link in your favorite podcast player. Every little bit helps us stay on the air and keeps us creating the content that you love. Be sure to follow along on social. We are on Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at iShipItPod. You can head over to the website, iShipItPod.com, to sign up for email updates when new episodes are released. And you can send us emails at iShipItPod at gmail.com. And remember to rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening to and tell your friends that you ship it. So take a second, do all of that while you enjoy a word from our sponsors. Thor ate a lot of Pop-Tarts in these fanfics. It is a hot garbage fire. Do you not know what sex pollen is? I mean, phantom seed. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't care. I ship it. I don't care. I ship it. I ship hey there, geek girls, geek boys, and geeks beyond the binary. This is Emily J with the I Ship It podcast, your safe space on the internet for fan fiction, fandom, and all that stuff you've been pretending you're not reading on your phones. It has been a minute and a half, guys, and I apologize. I took two entire months off of this podcast um, to do other things, and I'm sorry for leaving you hanging. I did not mean to go be gone so long, but here we are. We're back. Mia's here. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> I almost said I missed you, but I've literally been talking to you every other week since September, so... <laughs> I, and I and is I talked to you this morning. Is this a good time for a plug? Is this a good time to? Yeah, I think actually this is a perfect time for a plug. Ago. Yeah, I think this is a perfect yeah. time for a plug um, because part of the reason that I have been so off the grid is because Mia and I have been working on another project, a new podcast called the Fangirl Film Club. Mia, would you like to explain to our Ooh. our listeners in Shipper City what the Fangirl Film Club is all about? Fair listeners, have you ever in your lives spotted an actor on your screen and said, this is the man, oh man, the boy, oh boy, the lady, oh lady for me? Or, you know, the non the non-binary folk for me. Is this the person right. that I just want to keep watching their stuff? Um, and then you click to their IMDb page and you say, all right, let's start from the very beginning. What can I find that they have been in? Um, in the years and the days of yore. <laughs> and you click on that and you say, oh, this is available on Netflix. I don't have anything to do. It's a Friday. Let's, you know, have a couple beers. Let's get crunky. And you watch a movie and it's horrible and it's stupid it's so and it's bad. <laughs> then this, perchance, may be the podcast for you. We watch all of the worst movies by all of your prettiest faves and give yes, our hot takes, medium, yep, hot takes. cold takes. We give uh, takes. It could be cold takes. We give takes. They are takes. I don't know. You decide what they are. Uh, yeah, we do summaries. We do <clears throat> fake Oscars. Mm -hmm. uh, we talk about yep. how much money was wasted on this garbage. <laughs> All kinds of what things. the critics thought of this garbage. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Not we, that we, we care dramatic about the readings. critics. Not that we've ever cared don't give about a the critics. Fuck, but no, we don't. But we get we do dramatic readings of some of the best reviews that are out there, and um and then you know it it ends with a grade with a recommendation for something better, 
And um, most recently, we've discussed whether or not we forgive the pretty face we watched this movie for for the time we won't give back. Most often, the case is no, we don't forgive them because they're not bad no. movies. No. <clears throat> and they're pretty enough so. to enjoy not being career torpedoed by these movies. So, yeah. So, so it's uh, it's been really fun. There's a couple episodes out now on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts. Um, but yeah, we would love it if you would check it out. That would be really great and sweet and wonderful. And we've been having a really good time with that. Um, and unfortunately, like what always happens, uh, is that, you know, the new baby shows up and the elder child gets neglected. So apologies, Shipper City. I have been tending to the new podcast and I have let my mayoral duties slide a little bit. But we're back. You know what? You guys are not shitting yourselves like the new baby. <clears throat> the new baby shits itself in many ways. We're still really learning. Exhausting. Yep, it's exhausting. Um, we ha- I haven't been a new I haven't been a new podcast parent in a while. So this is uh yeah it's a new experience all over again. It's all kinds of it's all kinds of fun. Whew. Baby yeah. showers aren't as exciting. <laughs> No, no, nobody's because as excited for the second baby. Because yeah. you've done it before. You, They're like, you the got this. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay. Here's some pink stuff. Um, <laughs> aggressively gendered baby, baby situations. But yeah, it's been fun. Um, we're still learning. We're still finding our way. Uh, only the, we've recorded 13 episodes as of this morning, as of 20 minutes ago. And oh, uh, there are three <laughs> that are available. There are three that are available right now for release. So that for listening. So you can binge a little bit. Uh listen to it. Be tortured by Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling and Sebastian Stan and Josh Hutcherson, who's one we haven't talked about on this podcast. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. our detention episode. Which is just Aww. a crazy fucking time. So that's our shameless Joshy plug. Doodle. Shameless, shameless, yes. Shameless plug. For the fangirl film club, um, I ship it. Come play. So come play. We hope you love it. And we hope you will follow us on Tumblr. And that's it right now uh, for that one. So. (laughs) So thanks. But um, we're not talking about we're not shamelessly plugging our new podcast anymore. We're going to talk about what we actually came to talk about today. Mia's idea. So why don't you introduce it, Mia? Um, today we are talking about the tried and true topic of the old video game. Video game. Video games. Mm-hmm. Son, are you winning? <laughs> Son, are you winning? Um, oh, Hank Hill saying video games is the greatest <laughs> gift he's given us ever. Um, yeah, so I, so I really don't I have a particular t- game in mind, but I do want you to do. know your experience. Your experience with say, video games and video game styles would be. I am not a huge gamer. Um, when I was little, we had a Nintendo 64 first, and I was mm. hard on Mario Kart. Um, and then unceremoniously, without my input, my brother got rid of it. And switched us to uh, wow. the PlayStations. Oh, yeah. I didn't get a fucking say. It was just gone one day. And there was a PlayStation. And I was like, what is this shit? But then it's fine because with PlayStation, 
came Spyro the Dragon. And mm-hmm. I played so Time much to chase Spyro that the Dragon. dragon. My, the, my mother actually took the game. She took Spyro the Dragon and she took Grand Theft Auto with her to work because in the summer we would not do anything other than be zombies in front of the PlayStation. She's like, I would like my children back, please. Go outside, read a book, go on the internet. I don't care what you do, but you have to stop playing this game. And we were like, we must do Spyro. We must do Grand Theft Auto. And she was like, yep, nope. She would take them with her to work. Um, and bring them back at night. And it was such a, it was such so a then you started reading her pornos to get, to so get back then I, st- then I started stealing her romance novels to get even. And, um, yeah. Who won that game peg? You, um, <laughs> so yeah, so that was, that was our, our tentative, our tentative <laughs> bargain that she didn't know I made. Um, and yeah, so I played a shit ton of Spyro and then I never really got any, I never did anything else. I've never done like computer games. I think I did Sims when I was little, um, back. Can you still, I don't know if you play Sims now, if anybody e. Clark plays Sims. Clark the Flock What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it's Simlish. I don't know. Eclog. That's some of their things. E-clog. They just say they don't oh, speak they just English. Say, yeah. They, yeah. they don't. Yeah. Uh, but when I played Sims, the only thing I ever did was do the cheat code with the like comma mm-hmm. semicolon Rosebud, or whatever the fuck semicolon it was. exclamation point. Yep. Yes, and that gave you unlimited simoleons, and I would just build houses. But then once the house was built, I didn't want to like live in the game. I was like, this is <laughs> what like I just have to like make them like have a life like that's silly i don't want to do that that feels wrong so i didn't i'm finished i've i'm like you know i'm a godlike deity i've given them everything they need and i can ignore them for the rest of time just do whatever the fuck you want i don't care um i've done my job out into the world you go and so yeah so i would just like set my houses on fire after i was done building them and naturally kill everybody take the doors off obviously leave my sims inside and yeah you know it's a unique experience when we just are given that godlike ability and a whole generation of people did exactly the same thing. Walling their Sims in, putting them in swimming pools, and then taking out the ladders. Yep. You could cause yeah. serious family crisis if, like, the bed was up against a wall. Your Sims would not know how to get in. Right, they would they would sleep. die of sleep yeah, deprivation. Couldn't... Yeah, you couldn't corner a bed. You had to have, they had to be able to get in on both sides. Um, Also, I would get really mad when I was feeling romantic for a 12-year-old and was like, uh, my Sims should be in love. And like, there was no, it was very realistic. There was no guarantee that the person that you were in a house with, you put your, your Sims in a house together. There was no guarantee that they would like each other. Like... See. I would like try and like set them up and they'd be like the the guy would be like no like huge big angry sim arms like absolutely not like what the fuck she's not good enough for you minus House minus on fire. yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's going to light the house on fire she's going to survive you're stuck inside yep. buddy yeah yep see this was where my um 
my Catholic upbringing really did me a harm, did me a bad one, because what I would do was when we didn't have woohoo when we were youths. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you were around for the woohooing time, but there was Mm -hmm. one particular bed in The Sims 2 that was like the porno bed, essentially. It would vibrate and things like that. Wasn't um, it heart shaped? And so Wasn't I used, it like CD yeah, Motel yeah. heart shaped style? I do remember oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. CD Motel yeah. uh, honeymoon suite. Mm-hmm. And so what I would yep. do was I used the cheat where you could just move stuff and delete stuff as needed. So I would make mm-hmm. them not woohoo, but they would play in bed was the command. Uh-huh. And then I would move yes, the bed to yes. see what they were up to. <laughs> and it was it was just a mass of limbs. There were torsos. It was, yeah, it was it not was, sexy. It was, Nothing sexy. It was like a it was like a cartoon cat fight where you just see like a pause occasionally and like a tail, but it would be like mm-hmm. a big like like swirling mass of humanity and limbs every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Flesh. Flesh. Mm-hmm. It's a flesh colored mass just swirling around. Um yep. yeah. No, I <laughs> I Not unlike Evil Dead Rise, which I saw last <laughs> night, which uh, if you can handle it, great that? movie. If you can't, don't <laughs> see it. Was it just classic? Was it Raimi again? Did he? Was uh, it classic Raimi Evil produced. Dead? Like, okay. Um, was he? I will tell you this. There is a Chekhov's wood chipper. Oh, no. As a plot device. So... <laughs> Well, as long as that tells me everything I need to know, um, I'm sure I'll watch it when it's streamable. Um, yeah, don't know that that's a that's a in the theaters kind of film for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Big I think screen blood, big screen gore. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, but tell me. Okay, so that's that's really my, and then the rest is just like stupid phone games. Like, I I mm. oh. I was so the only two computer games I ever played were Sims and Roller Coaster Tycoon. And actually, yes. Roller Coaster Tycoon was better. It was a better, more productive use of my time because I could just create stuff and I didn't have to have mm-hmm. the uh, the creator's guilt of having to yeah. then control or guide these the creatures that I had yeah. the, brought into the world and then end up, you know, massacring them. So I could just, if they were like, man, we think this park is dirty. I'm like, fuck you. Here's some more trash cans. And then that was fine. Then they were like, this park is so clean. And I was like, yeah, it is. Um, And I didn't have to manage their day to day. You fucking bet it is. Um, I didn't have to manage their day to day. So yeah, I loved Roller Coaster Coaster Tycoon. And if I could find a phone version of that, I would play it all the time. So it's Mm. probably a good thing I can't. Anyway. What's what's your what's your don't tell gamification? Us about it if you know. <laughs> don't don't tell me about it. I have to keep my job. Um, <laughs> what did you play? Yeah, so we were a PlayStation family. Um, we had a PlayStation Two for years. I also was given the handhelds um, mm-hmm. growing up of the Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. always Game Boy, a uh, little bit of Legend of Zelda, a little bit of. Um, Lots of Naughty Dog, Crash Bandicoot. Um, mm-hmm. I was not allowed to play Grand Theft Auto and, you know, 
I only got into Rebellion once I hit my teenage years, so no Grand Theft Auto well, until adulthood. That's fair. Um, you didn't Sims, miss much. definitely. Yeah. I never got good at yeah. fighting games. Uh, Mario, of course, you know, sweeping the nation currently for all the right reasons, though. So. <laughs> Um, I was worried. I was worried that the CRISPR hat was going to have a bigger part of like why people were liking the, the why, why people were catching the Mario craze. And thankfully, he's not very he's not been mentioned hardly at all, which has been nice. It's Jack Black. It's Jack Black in the role of a lifetime, according to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I did so love happy that. for how much uh, that man likes. Yeah, likes that role. That. Was it like is he was on like the like the Today Show or something? And they were like, "Do you, are you excited to be playing Bowser?" And he's wearing like a Walmart Bowser <laughs> costume. It's just like the cheap foam and like doesn't fit him. And he's like, "Yeah, a little bit." Mm-hmm. <laughs> just so kind of, which great, yeah, yeah sort of. Um, uh, I also used to. I did not play. I was told I did not play Mario Kart correctly. Because what I would do is that oh. I would go to like a time trial and then I would mm-hmm. just drive around because I just wanted to explore the world. And oh, that's like cool, I would though. just like, like go that. as far as I would go as far like you could because you could go off the track and you could go like up over the hills and stuff. Yeah. And I just wanted to see like as until far as I could go out. until the code ran out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it uh, uh, that was how I used to play. It. And my brother would get like furious. And it wasn't like I was wasting his <laughs> Mario Kart time like I thought he was upstairs like playing you know bullshit songs on his guitar and then he'd come downstairs be like you're doing stupid time trial again and I was like I didn't I didn't know you were waiting in line bro sorry like I was just over here like exploring the world seeing what like Bowser's kingdom was all about and now you're just like up my ass about this Jesus Christ he's like you don't even play it right like you don't even like challenge other people and like it's like nobody wants to play with me because you're not respecting the game that's he what was it is. Not. Yeah. Yeah. He was just really upset that I was not respecting the game. Um, so we used to, <laughs> I think that's part of why he was like, I can't, I can't, li- I can't live like this. And just, uh, just fucking. I've never had an older brother, me. but that sounds exactly <laughs> like what having an older brother would be like. It's like, you're not respecting the it's game the way it's meant to be played. <laughs> yes, just, just pick whatever innocuous <laughs> thing you're doing that's hurting zero people. <laughs> And assure, be assured that you are doing it so wrong that it is offensive. That's that's what having an older brother is like. It's just offensive and it has to stop right now. And it either stops by him taking the thing away or punching you in the arm. That is what having yep. an older brother is like. Yep. Um, actually, I was just talking with v, with V about this, about internet time, about how there used oh, to be, yes. you know, about how there used Limits. to be a... Uh, a limit on your internet time because we all had to get our internet through the phone line, which I know mm-hmm. the youths don't understand. And that's fine. Those are darker times. But uh, speaking of what having an older brother is like when we had the, the timer, when it was the half hour timer um, uh. that summer, I also had a constant bruise on the outer, my outer left thigh because Mm. my brother would come into the computer room, flip up the arm of the chair that I was in and just (laughs) 
dump me on the floor. And my mom was like, what is wrong with your leg? Oh, my God. And it's where my fat ass hit the ground every single day for an entire <laughs> summer because my I never learned. And he was faster than me. And he would just come in. He would flip the mm -hmm. thing and just <laughs> dump me out. And then as I like, was there, like on the ground like a turtle on my back, like also in serious <laughs> pain, uh, he would like right. sneak in and then steal his half hour. Son of a bitch. Anyway. That's amazing. You were allowed a whole half hour. I got 15 minutes, kids. 15 oh, minutes man. of internet per day was what I was allowed. Wow. You are living children these days in a blessed, blessed days. and cursed. And, you know, it's like I would get it. And we weren't. And he would he was breaking the rules because we weren't supposed to do back to back. Supposed to be one half hour for me and then a half hour off so that whoever had been trying to call for the last half hour had a chance to get through and then he could have a half hour or whoever got there first. It was, well, it was supposed to be a half hour between and he never, ever, ever respected that. So he was always wrong and I always got in trouble for it because that's what having an older brother is like. And But then you would go to your friend's house and you would capitalize on their internet time because you would all go and crowd mm. around the computer together experience the internet together oh yes yeah see we in the computer we would room. use that time we would yep we had the office we would use that time in summers when mm -hmm. i was seven years old to play the little mermaid 2 game oh. and my cousin <laughs> and one of my neighbors would get into heated arguments <laughs> over whose turn it was and who was doing better and how to play the game oh, and God. Yeah. Those That's were so some cute. good days. That's... Those were some good times. That's so cute. But if you That's wanted so to be on the computer and not use the internet, you could also play classics like the pinball game, mm -hmm. the space pinball, uh, yep. Minesweeper, Spider Solitaire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Spider Solitaire. Um, you could also, we had coloring games um, that did not need the, the internet. Mm -hmm. They were like CD-ROMs uh, that you could yes. use. Um, so yeah. So anybody who's listening to this thinking that we're like on the antique road show, I know it sounds crazy, but this was, this was life. This was day to day. Yeah, also when I played Sims and when I, life. when I played Sims and when I played Roller Coaster Tycoon, these were not internet based. So yes. I could play all I wanted if I had access to the computer, mm -hmm. which again, I did not, but I could have. Um, <laughs> siblings so, and parents okay, so, yeah, tend not to yeah. tended once upon a time not to want you glued to a screen all day So, <laughs> yeah I don't know if they've relaxed their opinions on that these days it doesn't seem like it but um, seems like they're losing that war uh, yeah so we had, we had specific time that we could play our games and I chose to use my sim time to uh, be a violent murderer Violent, murderous, neglectful God. And <laughs> as do the best of us. I just think little girls need that outlet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're a violent breed. We have a lot of hate in our hearts and we have to do something with it. So I think The Sims is great for that. <laughs> like, here, create this world, burn it down. <laughs> There are so many games that are good for this of like being able to channel your rage. And even as an adult, I was able to channel my rage 
um, into video games because when I discovered that uh, shooting games were not just me attempting to play Halo and aiming into the sky and spinning around because I didn't know what to do. Um, I learned that you can like take out your rage by committing real murder, real murder on the screen. Um, I think that's really important. I also think we need to understand something that Mia is saying. Um, as far as I know, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Mia has committed no acts of violence in her real life. Um, so no, no. being, uh, again, having this opportunity to take her rage out on fake targets in the video mm-hmm. game space did not turn her into a violent monster in real life, Nancy Reagan. So yes. um, anybody who thinks that that is the case is incorrect. <laughs> incorrect. Um, just wanted to put that out there. resource for our youths it's to a- be able to commit violent murder yes. on fake targets. On fake targets in the safety and comfort of their own home without harming a soul. Just a place to get the rage out. Ah, the rage that we are all so saddled and burdened with <laughs> as teens. Um, yeah, no, I think that's I think that's an important reminder. Just just so we're yeah. we're clear on yeah. that. No um, purity culture. We don't do that here. Here. We don't do that here in Chipper City. If you try to subject me to the Hayes Code, you will be evicted. You'll be banished. You'll <laughs> <laughs> be sent to an island nation. To uh to atone for your sins. Um, all right. Well, so but you did have one, you did have one specific video game in mind for this episode. Boy, do I! Oh you man, love this one. yes. Tell so me the all game which I used to channel my rage when I was teaching a neo Nazi, I had to have a neo Nazi in my class. Um, Mm. So the game that I would play was Red Dead Redemption 2. And in this game, speaking of neo-Nazis, and I know it's not historically accurate, but in 1899, you could stumble into KKK meetings and blow them up and earn honor for murdering KKK meetings, people. You know, I don't think that's that's a bad thing. I think that's a great mm-hmm. lesson to teach children, honestly. Say that without, without a speck of irony. Blowing up KKK meetings, fine. It's good. Um, yes. I'm, glad they inclu- I'm glad they included that. I'm glad that's, I'm glad that's a part of the, uh, of the game. So it's cowboy stuff, yes. right? I don't know anything about cowboy it. Cowboy stuff, Cowboys yes. are cowboys zombies? So, no zombies. Well, you, there's an option to have zombies um, in one of the earlier games. But the core body of Red Dead Redemption 2, which is my, my, you know, child of God best video game on the planet. Yes. Um, (laughs) There are no zombies yet that we know of. There are ghosts. All right. There are cannibals. So, okay. All right. (laughs) No zombies yet. (laughs) I know so little about this entire world and I know that you love it and I know that a lot of people love it. And I I think something like 90% of the people in my life play this game. I know nothing about it though. So can I please get as long as you need to take a recap of <laughs> what 
Red Dead Redemption 1 and 2 are about, please, because I got nothing. Okay, so I have not played Red Dead Redemption 1 through completion, which I'm sure is, like, sacrilege with how much I love Red Dead Redemption 2. But the gist of Red Dead Redemption 1 is that this guy, John Marston, has been um, targeted by the government and by the Pinkertons. And they're like, we need you to go round up and or kill members of your old gang or else we're going to hurt your family. And John goes, "Ugh, fuck, I guess. okay." And then he does that. And then he gets murdered by the government anyway. So then his son, Jack Marston is like, ah, oh, I have to avenge my father. And his wife, of course, um, dies of a broken heart not long after John has been murdered by the government. So Jack is like, ah, oh, I have to avenge my dad. And then he goes and kills the guy who put the order, da- order out that John was to be murdered. So All right. there's a lot that Solid. I'm missing in that, I know. But that is That's... the gist of Red Dead Redemption 1. You could, you could tell me anything. You could tell me anything happens. And yeah. I would be like, yeah, totally. That's what I hear. Yeah, that's that's the one where All right, um, so it's you a can play the zombie piece. version. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, why is there a zombie version in Red Dead Redemption One? Um, it's Undead Nightmare is what it's called, and okay. it's like, okay, let's play the shooting game, but also, what if we introduce zombies as a factor? And it's non-canonical, right. obviously, because like some of your family members get turned into zombies and it's up to you to figure out how to save them and cure them and all that. And so it's very different oh, goals, fuck. but yeah. yeah. All right. That's cool. Um, all right. So then, but now your dude is not in red dead redemption one. He is no. in red dead redemption two so, only dude, right? Yes. Your boy. <laughs> yes, okay. he is. Tell me about your boy. <laughs> yes. So, um, this would have boded well if we had decided to make me do it in, in perpetuity in the 90 second format. <laughs> so the Vanderlyn gang botches a ferry heist in 1899 and they have to leave all their money behind and they're all being chased by the government and by the Pinkertons. They decide to rob trains and just continue to entangle themselves further into making worse and worse mistakes. Um, members of this gang include Dutch Vanderlyn, who is the leader, um, Hosea Matthews, who is his kind of right-hand man, more of the brains of most operations. Arthur mm-hmm. is the muscle, Arthur Morgan, my baby boy. And he is kind of the older brother figure to John Marston, main character of the first game. So okay. Arthur is taken on this whole big quest and uh, question of what his morality means and what kind of person he wants to be. He has the options and opportunities to help out a bunch of different people. Um, he's also the person who collects on money loans. And so Mm -hmm. one of these very important story quests is one where he beats a man essentially to death uh, in front of his wife and son. But that man has tuberculosis. So that winds up giving him tuberculosis. And he kind of has to follow this family situation of like, oh, yes, the wife became, you know, had to go into sex work to support herself and her son. So what are you going to do about that? Um, the gang also includes a bunch of like really wonderful, uh, I guess, supporting characters like the people that you uh-huh. have to kill in the first game who are Bill and Javier. Dutch is also the other person that you have to kill. 
Um, Charles, who is um, half black and half Native American. And Mm -hmm. he is just like this very sweet, like even tempered, like good person. Um, Unless you kill Buffalo for no purpose, in which case he gets really mad. Um, Sadie is also there. She got like her house plundered and her husband murdered. And she was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to murder people now. Um, So you become really good friends with her. So the whole game and Micah is like the main bad guy of this one because he's just an asshole who's like up Dutch's ass and turning Dutch against Arthur, essentially. So your whole goal is to try to kind of keep the gang together as much as you can, but things just keep falling off the rails because Dutch is a dumb piece of shit. Um, And then Arthur has to decide like if he wants to be a good person and help John and his family because Jack is just a wee little boy during the course of this uh, during the course of so this, this is like a so prequel he has to decide yes it is a prequel okay all right yeah so that's extra extra intense yeah so then it's like arthur's going into this big journey of trying to make sure that john lives a better life and becomes a better person and is able to leave the outlaw life behind and then once you play the first game it's like that was all for naught because john gets oh, killed by the government right. anyway Great. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, so it hurts, I, but it's I, so good. I was going to say, I don't know. I mean, I I have an issue with prequels when the character is already dead, um, mm-hmm. i.e. Black Widow. Black Widow was an amazing, wonderful mm-hmm. movie, and it just made the sting of Natasha's death hurt that much more. <laughs> Um, I was like, great, this literally served no purpose but to further upset me about something that already upsets me. Um, Also, speaking of prequels, uh, Eddie Munson is getting a prequel book in the Stranger Things universe, and I refuse to read it because it's like, will Eddie's... Will Eddie's band make it big in L.A.? Will he graduate? No. no. He'll die. He'll die in the upside down because that's... Because he dies yeah. in the fucking upside down. You're not gonna you're not gonna take me back three years and make me fall even more in love with this character that I has the most tr- tragic unnecessary ending ever. No, I'm not reading this mm-hmm. fucking book. Anyway. Dies um, in the upside so, down this, with people believing that he's like a giant serial killer. He's a murderer. That he's a satanic worshiping that he's a Satan worshiping mass murderer. Yeah. When all he did was hang out in his house and smoke weed and play guitar. So and moon over <clears throat> anyway. his real, real serious uh, real. serious soulmate. His serious soulmate. Um, my sweet baby bean. So yes. Stop. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck that was about. Are you getting popped uh, is all this talk of the nineties internet? Bringing us pop no, ads from the 90s. Of, yeah, I don't know what I said uh, that Siri just chimed in and was like, "I'm by oh. the way, hi, I have been listening to this whole thing and I couldn't <laughs> find any of the things you just talked about in your Apple library. I'm like, uh, anyway. Delightful. Um, great, cool. And just when I think, you know, it's nice. When I think nobody's listening to me, thankfully the government is. Um, but in this case with your 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 blurbo and his universe Mm -hmm. that actually that level of pain kind of sounds like delicious it's i don't know what it is and the great thing is good uh, yeah 
Um, so this is a sandbox game, which is I went. <laughs> I was just like, I'm just going to describe all the different kinds of games. So this is considered like a sandbox game because you are able to go and just be in this world and there are a gajillion side tasks and there are so many things that you can do and just exist Mm -hmm. as Arthur for days and like not finish the game and not have to worry about story missions for a long, long time. Like you can go treasure hunting, you can hunt... um, legendary animals for their pelts you can find like dream catchers hidden all around you can find fossils hidden all around there are so many like side things that you can do that can help you like boost your honor that's another thing is deciding how good of a person you want to be you can commit good deeds which goes simple as like saying hey to people and petting dogs and saying hey to cats um and like you can help people or you can choose to be a dick and, you know, rob a bunch of people, kill a bunch of people if you want. You can deck out your outfits. Um, there's so much to do Fun. in this world. So you just never have to stop if you don't want to. That's fun. And, like, you don't get punished for it in the game? Like, they don't, like, tell you you're disrespecting the game? Oh, they come, like, they'll come for you. You can get bounties put on you, and bounty hunters will Uh come after you. But one fun thing that I started doing was, like, all right, there's this one area that I can just hang out, and I can see the bounty hunters coming at me. And if I kill them because they're trying to kill me, I don't lose honor, and I can take their stuff. And I can just make a bunch of money that way. So it's a win-win. Yeah, that sounds like a win-win to me. Um. I did see somebody said that there when we were all super remote uh, during the pandemic, somebody said that their mm-hmm. Zoom, their their yeah, their Zoom wasn't working. Like their whole company's Zoom account wasn't working, so they started having mm-hmm. their meetings in Red Dead Redemption. Yes, online. <laughs> yes, because you can play online and you can play with other people. And so they mm-hmm. would just like say like I guess because you can, can you pick other characters or is it just other characters to be or um, when you when you play online you come up with your own character you make your own oh, okay. character. okay um mm-hmm. yeah so they were like it's really you know it's kind of like soothing like we just have our business meetings not like our, our client meetings around the campfire and like off in the distance you hear coyotes howling <laughs> like mm-hmm. all the sounds of the night it's just I was like that sounds lovely like, it's yeah. way better than zoom we may never go back it's a great way to do it yeah you shouldn't whatever this company is so like they definitely shouldn't it should just stay in red dead redemption too um so tell me why you love arthur so much because i know you love him oh my god i do um baby boy so he's oh, baby boy so in GTA, you have the option of when you go to the strip club, you can take women home and bang them if you want. Um, uh-huh. This is not the case here because Arthur is like this tragic, almost Shakespearean sort of he's been violent and he knows he's been violent and his one true love can't be with him because he is violent, but she still needs his help with things because he is violent. And he's just this wonderful tragic baby boy commits murder sometimes Mm. 
And he's like the very tough on the exterior, heart of gold. It, that's how I play him anyway. I make yes. him a good boy yeah. because I can't. Because you love him. I don't like consequences in video games. I get more <laughs> nervous about consequences in video games than half the time consequences in real life because I don't do, I don't like doing bad things. So. I I love that though. I mean, we do. We do love, we love a slightly murdery heart of gold. Yeah. Damaged, broken boy. Don't we? I mean. Yeah. Just we a do. little murdery. He's not, you know, especially a yeah. reformed murderer. That's great. That's the best. Yeah. That's fucking chef's kiss right there. Um, I can see why yeah. you love him. And you're but, just on this journey so, with him this whole time of like, mm-hmm. do I decide if I want to keep hurting people and murdering people and going down this bad road? Or, you know, do I want to try to build a better future? So it's. Mm. <laughs> I love that sounds him. nice. <laughs> I love him. I love him so much. Um, I know you do. I'm I'm glad we have this opportunity to talk. Um, now they okay. So everybody knows, or they should know if they haven't. I guess if they've been living under a rock, even if you don't have HBO, you know that The Last of Us just happened as a show starring Jocelyn, the internet's. Starring Jocelyn's baby boy, Pedro Pascal, and uh, Bella Ramsey as Ellie and Joel. Mm -hmm. And I've never played The Last of Us, um, but you did ask in your workbook about favorite adaptations. And I don't know many adaptations um, because, Mm -hmm. again, if like I think I looked up a list and Detective Pikachu was on it. And I was like, listen, I. Yes. I know it's technically a video game adaptation, but I don't think that's what she meant. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I did watch all of The Last of Us, and I fucking loved it. And but yeah. what I loved was having not played the game. Um, what I loved was when I could tell what parts were exactly what you did in the game. Like yes, when uh, there's the I think it's the fourth episode maybe fourth or fifth episode where they get they're in Kansas mm-hmm. City and shit's going down and Ellie and the two people they're with the two good people that they're with have to get to safe cover and Joel takes his mm-hmm. rifle and he runs up into a like a building and he gets in like a sniper's mm-hmm. perch and he just has to pick people yep. off like one by one to clear the path for the three of them to get to safety and I was watching it, and at one point, like, a car flips over, and this giant monster thing, like, comes up from out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, I bet that's the boss. I bet that's the boss of this level. Like, you have to you have to get around him to, uh, to get to the next thing. But you could tell, like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed like what the point of the in, the, in the game was, the part that they were mimicking, was, like, you had to pick those people off, and you had to get Ellie and the two other people to safety. Um yeah. before you know something happened but so there's like those moments and then in the last episode where he's in the hospital and he's trying to get to her and he's just on his rampage mm-hmm. again that was and that was in the yeah. way they shot it too <laughs> yeah the way they shot you it didn't. too it was very yeah it was it was very very video game like it was like smoky mm-hmm. and 
for reasons I'm not really sure why, but like it was a kind of dim and uh, very first person point of view, very first person yes. shooter kind of situation where like you just felt like you were inside his head, like walking down this hallway yeah. with him. It was really, really good. It was really tense. Um, so I'm sure the game is amazing. And uh, I, yeah. but I, I, there just, was some I fun... just loved it so much. Yeah, there was some fun gameplay aspects that they took um, out of the show that people were kind of waiting for. I know there's one part. Mm-hmm. Um, I've played some of the game, but not all of it. I was trying for a while to keep up with the show, and that didn't clearly didn't uh-huh. work out. But uh, <laughs> there's one part where you get strung up by your foot, and you have to shoot upside down. <laughs> and that oh. was really Shit. hard for a minute, but... <laughs> It's fun, yeah. There are a lot of fun things that um, you get to do. And and the the nice thing about it being a limited series or like a, it was like a, they cut it like eight episodes, ten episodes, yeah. however many there were, yeah. um, was nice that the uh, when you kind of get like the next level, basically each, it was like each episode was a level, um, so they didn't linger. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it wasn't like. We had to draw out the horrifying restaurant scenes to the point that, uh, you know, you're just like, oh, fuck, I just I don't care about these people. I know they're bad. Just kill them. Just have them just kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And let's let's get on with this. Um, you know, when they were in Kansas City, like as much as I love our best friend, Melanie Linsky, uh, Melanie I was Linsky. I was glad they didn't. I was glad they didn't linger with her. I'm like, I don't really care about her. Yeah her sad backstory that turned her into a villain. Um, everybody's, yeah. everybody's, everybody's here for Pedro. Morally gray. And we're all here for Pedro. Yeah. So let's just get back to him, please. Let's just get back to him being 56 and have bad knees and be cranky all the time. Um, and, and gorgeous, gorgeous. And just the yeah. best dad. Um, so yeah, so that's what we were all here for, and that's what they gave us. That's what they delivered, which was great. But yeah, it was nice. They like I said, they didn't they didn't linger. There was enough to tell the story. You really got the point of what the game probably felt like if you hadn't played it. Um, and then they 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 still told the story. They still got us to the point where the I guess where the game ends, the first one, because there's mm-hmm. a sequel and there's a second season coming. Yes, so. I've but heard that the I've sequel heard, is going to make me sad. <laughs> yep. Wreck my day. Wreck, Wreck my all of fucking my days. life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, while they didn't linger on some things, they did expand on one very important they thing. They sure did. Which was Frank and Bill. Um, yes. Things that I was expecting from The Last of Us. Uh, top of the list that I was not expecting was a hour and a half long post-apocalyptic unbelievably romantic gay love story between Linda Ronstadt featured (laughs) a uh, uh, fucking end of the world conspiracy theory prepper and (laughs) the sweetest most wonderful man who just sort of literally stumbled into his life by accident (laughs) yes um it was that was I cried so hard. Uh, mm-hmm. The prepper being played by Nick Offerman, not expecting to have yeah. like 
body racking sobs <laughs> from a performance <laughs> given by Nick Offerman. Yet there I was weeping openly on my yeah. couch watching him and uh, and his 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 love get married. And then I always want to uh, say Murray Bowman, but I know that's not <laughs> who he is. Murray Gold, I think. Yeah. Not Murray Bowman. Yes. No. Not no. <laughs> we're not crossing Murray streams Bartlett. here. <laughs> Bartlett. No. Okay. Those are two streams we're not crossing. <laughs> not today, not ever. <laughs> Although I'm just saying, as far as conspiracy theories and, and end of the world preppers go, Frank. No. Bill. Bill. Bill is Nick Offerman, right? Bill yes. and Murray probably would have had plenty to say to each other in if if those streams ever did cross. Just saying, they had very similar interests. Yes. Um, yes. But uh, when Frank stumbled into Bill's life, it was uh, the most beautiful thing ever, and mm-hmm. just oh, one of the I best cried. TV episodes of all time. Of all time, I, I, and I mean, yeah, it, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. They did not have to go that hard, according to what I've read in no. the book or in the in the game. It's like a, it's you get the letter, basically. Or not even the full um, letter, just like you get the indication that Bill was somebody that Joel knew in the past and that he said like mm-hmm. Frank was his partner. And mm-hmm. that could mean anything, but in the show yeah. it means that they had a beautiful, tragic, 20-year, amazing, wonderful, beautiful I marriage know. together. That's what they meant in the show. <laughs> They do it very differently from the game. So you actually meet Bill as Joel and Ellie. And Ellie, like, Ellie shits on him so hard. It's funny to watch. (laughs) Um, But you find Frank's dead body. uh, Mm. You know, calm, fun, rom-com stuff. Uh, But (laughs) Bill is just this bitter asshole. Played, of course, by W. Earl Brown, who I love. And I... 100% love Nick Offerman's performance. I would love to see what W. Earl Brown could have brought to the role, but I'm not mad at it. Um, But you kind of have a feeling that they were involved and Frank Mm -hmm. leaves Bill a letter that you read in the game. Um, And it is like, you can tell there are some things Mm -hmm. that are lingering, Uh, but the scene Mm -hmm. when Joel and Ellie are leaving in the truck at the end of that episode yeah. is completely yeah. the same where Ellie's like, I found this magazine. Why are these pages sticky? <laughs> Stuck <together>. I <laughs> loved that scene. I loved how much she trolled him. Um, yeah. Just, uh, I also She's loved great. when they get, when they get, uh, when they meet, Oh God, I'm forgetting their names now. What's Kev- Kevin, Sam and Henry. Yep. Don't know the who brothers? Kevin is. Yeah. Sam and Henry. Yep. Kevin. Uh, Sam and Henry. But when they get woken up by them with their guns uh, and mm-hmm. she's like, <laughs> and Joel says something and Henry's like, what the fuck does he mean by that? And she's like, he doesn't mean anything. It's just how he talks. He has an asshole voice. Right. I don't Joel? like that tone. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird fucking tone, man. Yeah. And he's like, everything she's like right joel everything's cool he's like yeah everything's cool and she went, dude <laughs> that's a weird fucking tone man I just love it. 
he has an asshole voice. That's just how he talks. Yeah. <laughs> I love I loved her. I loved how um she said that she was sassing him about something and he's because like he mm-hmm. he tried to tell her something. She's like, Yeah, I know. I went to school. And then she asked him a question. And he's like, I thought you went to school. And she's like, it was a really school. shitty one. Yeah. <laughs> so. So there's um, a lot of wonderful things there. Now, my question for you yes. is. Okay. If they did a Red Dead Redemption 2 series or movie would you be excited oh boy or would you do you think it's it's pure as a game are you a purist i would definitely be excited about i for sure 100 percent would watch it no matter what like you can pry that game out of my cold dead hands um Mm -hmm. i think there's so much in the game that it would be kind of hard to translate that to a show while trying to like accommodate for everything everybody's gonna want um but I, yeah, I would love to watch it. I would love to, I would love, I would love it. I know I would love it. Um, not as much as I love the game, but I would love a show. Sorry, Pedro, you cannot who play Arthur. You... I was going to say, who would you want to play Arthur? Who would you want to play your baby boy? Do you have a list? I don't know. <laughs> it's so hard to come up with a list. Um, I know that like. Roger Clark, who is the uh, mocap and voice uh, actor for Arthur, hates being called a voice actor um, okay. because he puts so much, they all put so much into the role. Um, mm-hmm. Roger Clark obviously would be the first choice for Arthur, but the issue with Roger Clark, who I love, again, um, he's getting a little older and Arthur's supposed to be yeah. 36 at most. Okay. So. All right. It would be a hard one to cast, and I don't love a whole lot of 36-year-old actors because I think a lot of them, um, a, la, <laughs> a la Chris Evans, would physically <laughs> maybe be able to fit the role, but like uh-huh. I, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't want him touching, I don't want him getting his filthy paws on my Arthur. Get your fucking hands away. <laughs> don't even think about it, Chris. I know. So I even think about and I've it. seen people doing like fan casts of like, what about no. Chris Hemsworth? And I'm like, I love Chris Hemsworth, but I don't want them to be in everything. Give it to somebody no, that they I don't, don't need know, to be in everything. Like Marvel originally yes. did. Yeah. Right. Give it to somebody I don't know. Yeah. No. And then make me fall in love with them. It's not that Just hard. Just a rugged stranger. Come on, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Rugged stranger who can who can make it work. I mean, there's got the friggin' the entire West is right there. They could find somebody. Yeah. I'm just saying. It wouldn't be too hard. You know, somebody there who There are a gazillion 36-year-old look- actors. Yes. And probably even more 36-year-old cowboys that they could teach how to act. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, it's not that hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and while they're at it, you know what? If Chris Evans wants to sit in, he can learn how to act too. That'd be great. Um, because I'm just he can be an extra that I did put he I did put another Chris Evans movie on our spreadsheet for our other podcast. Um, Hooray! In case you guys are wondering, Ghosted just came out this week, and I've heard nothing but garbage. Um, so <laughs> I've heard, I've heard Is that another, zero good uh, things. 
Is that another Russo related thing? No, I don't or... think so. I don't think we can blame them for this. Mm. I think it's just. I think it's they just have something else coming out around. soon. I think. Oh Lord! Like a TV show um, or something. Well, we'll um, say we'll keep them away from uh, from everything that we love. Um, we're keeping them. I away may have to commit acts of violence, including pooping on people's desks, if they try to get their grubby hands on Red Dead Redemption and or Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh God! Yeah, you're right. You should, and you should. I would encourage you. I would. I would. I would probably watch the door for you while you would stage <laughs> you. that break in. Um, but yeah, so so someone unknown. We can't have anybody we know because everybody else sucks. So. Uh, yeah. What about, because isn't, who did I just see the other day? Somebody actually saw a fan cast of, he is, he was in uh, Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor. He played the oh, bad guy in Bly the big Manor. big dude, yes. Oliver somebody? Uh, yes. Jackson yeah. Cohen? Yeah. Yes, that is his name. Somebody on Tumblr, yes, somebody on Tumblr uh, fan cast him as Arthur, actually. And I was going to ask you what you thought of that. I don't hate that. He's not that. Chris Evans. I don't. Or no, he's, think... he's not a Chris of any kind, as it turns out. <laughs> he's never been in a Disney. He's never been in a stupid fucking Marvel and or Disney production. Um, yeah, I I would be open to that. I would be All open right. to that. Yeah. Send me this fan cast sure, list if sure. you can find it. If it is a list, I don't know. It is not a list. Like it was just see... somebody okay. making him up as a cowboy and saying, Arthur, okay. is that you? Um, but I okay. will see if I can find it. Because I should have just sent it to you. But I was like, is this her guy? I can't remember. If That's okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. It's hard to keep track of, you know, your Blorbo's in law. There like, so it's many just, Blorbo's I don't know. You know, that's the. I think that's the best way to describe it. Like, I know this is your blurbo. I mm-hmm. I blurbify him on your behalf occasionally. Yes. Um, but yeah, there are there are so many. It's hard to keep track. So it's blurbo sorry, time. Babe, I missed this you one. Know. <laughs> it's blurbo time. Oh, that's Tumblr. a joke. Oh, meta joke on three levels. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, wow. We went real deep on that one. Um, all right. So you sent me a couple things. First, you sent me a video uh, that is, it was beautiful. It was, it was this like a yeah. fan? Who made this? Yeah. Uh, um, so, just a fan video? Yeah, just a fan video um, made by the Metamora on uh-huh. YouTube. Pretty much just like a summary of the game, a beautiful stitch of like recapping what the game could be um, Mm -hmm. showing off that idea of like the high honor, Arthur, low honor, Arthur, like there are very different results that happen with different Mm -hmm. interactions. And like, as you find out you're dying of tuberculosis, you can have these visions either of this beautiful uh, white stag or this Mm -hmm. like haunting wolf creature thing uh so they do a fantastic job just like recapping the game and showing you like this is red dead redemption 2 
Nice. Do you like to suffer? Yes, I do. Ten more, please. <laughs> yes, I do. Thank you. Um, <laughs> nice. It was a beautiful video. And yeah, because she, guys, yeah. she sent it to me and she's like, do you want to cry? Here's a two minute, here's a two minute breakdown uh, that will make you cry. And it did. I was like, I don't even go here at all. I don't know what the fuck is going on. And I'm like, <laughs> really invested. Um, so it was beautiful. So yeah. well done. The metamor. Um, metamor. Mora. Mm-hmm. Sorry. The metamor. Um, and then you sent me two fix that mm-hmm. uh, the the first one now makes a lot more sense since you told me what all is actually happening in the in the game because I was like I don't it's I thought the story was beautiful it read like very sad poetry yeah. but I was like I don't know what the fuck is happening um, but so yeah. I'm talking about uh, nothing is like anything else by traveling under R or sock wizard. Uh, tell me about this fic, Mia. Lots of parentheses in this week's fics. Um, so this is kind of throughout the game, like a summary of what it would be like. I keep saying summary. It's not a summary. Um, throughout the game, snapshots, I guess, of what it would be like if Charles, who is like one of Arthur's most trusted people in the gang, mm-hmm. um, if they fell in love and... It is canonical. It follows pretty much everything that goes into how the game works. Um, Arthur and Charles falling in love, holding each other, and what happens when Arthur dies and really digging into Charles's character. Um, because Charles mm-hmm. is just, he's so good. He's so good. He's so... <sighs> he's so pure. And I love him and he deserves all good things. And he does have what seems to be a happy ending um, in the game. He helps John find Micah, who is pretty much responsible for like the decline, helpfully responsible for the decline of the gang. And Micah is Mm -hmm. the one who faces off with Arthur at the end and wants to kill him. But Mm -hmm. Charles helps John find Micah. They kill him. And Charles gets to have a happily ever after. And so this, I thought, was just like a really Yay. bittersweet take on, you know, missing somebody, even though you get mm-hmm. kind of a safe and happy-ish ending, even though you've watched a lot of people you love die. So, yeah, no, I like I said, I didn't know what the hell was happening in this yeah. fic because I didn't know what happened in the book or in the book, in the game. But I did not stop yeah. me from enjoying it. It did not stop me from thinking that it was beautiful. And it just made me want to like. Mm-hmm understand the context so that I could understand it even more. And I'm going to reread it again because it was, it was beautiful. It was a really yeah. nice yeah. just look at, at a complicated relationship um, that unfortunately does not have yes. a happy ending. So. And traveling under and then, R does a really good job. I think of just like, even if you don't know what the game is about, I think they do a really mm-hmm. good job of just painting this picture. So Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just kind of really giving the weight that this relationship merited. Um, I thought, you know, just, just making yeah. it feel very important, very precious. And um, yeah, and in like that, you know, rough and tumble sort of cowboy way of like, it's yes. not pretty, um, but yeah. it is, you know, it is important and it is special. Um, and it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's still sad. It is what it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was beautiful. Thing. So thank you for that recommendation. Yeah. And so, 
And then the two reasons that I yeah. recommended these two, sorry, just to cut in one more time, is that they have a criminally no, no. low number of comments. I have not commented yet on either of them. I'm saving okay. that for when I can gather my thoughts again. But I really, really do recommend <laughs> this one has two comments and it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. This is once I'm going to reread it a second time um, now that I have the context mm-hmm. that I that I wanted um, and I will be leaving a comment because, yeah, that's I noticed that as well. I was like, there's like nothing on these and there should be mm-hmm. at least in I mean, in both of them. But this one only has two, uh, which is criminally yeah. low. So please read this fic and please comment on it because it deserves it. And this person put a mm-hmm. lot of heart into it and deserves the recognition. So thank you for pointing that yes. out. Yes. Um, the other one is a reader insert without the dreaded YN. Uh, and woohoo. We love, we love when there's no, your name. Um, it's our favorite. It's the best way to read a reader (laughs) insert. I think, uh, not that I have any experience in that whatsoever. Um, but if I did, the no YN is the way to go. A wink. Uh, (laughs) But you, your description of this made me cackle. <laughs> um, it Would you was, like me to read was, my description? <laughs> Please read your description because it's so Mia. <laughs> so before I had told you anything about what this game was about, um, I had to put descriptions in parentheses. So my summary, Arthur, main character, sad, strong, morally gray boy sees non-your-name reader catch the eye of another member of the Vanderlind gang and helps her escape by fucking. By fucking. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this was, I would not say, I'm not saying it's porn without plot. I um, I thought it had just the right amount of plot. Um, the, the, yeah. the fucking is the plot, though. So it's called On Escaping yeah. a Relentless Suitor by Arthur Morgan. I want to say Arthur Morgan's Heart. Um, mm-hmm. or Silverblind. So everybody is writing under pseudonyms this, this week, um, <laughs> which is fine. That's fine. I actually, sidebar no real yeah. quick, I kind of, the only thing, the only thing I have to say, there's two things I want from AO3. One, I want there to be a little check mark that appears that tells you that you have actually read this fic um, when you have read it. Mm. Because I will get halfway through a fic. I have a Swiss cheese brain. So I will get halfway through a fic and be like, I think I've read this before. And then I'll get all the way to the end of it. And I'll be like, oh, fuck. I've definitely, look, I re- I left kudos. I left a comment. I've done this Shit. already. Um, more than once, not ashamed to admit it, more than once, <laughs> I've gotten all the way to a fic and said, why do I have access to delete comments in this fic? And then I'll get to the top mm. and be like, I wrote this fic. So I guess there's no helping me there, but um, <laughs> that's fine. I have straight up forgotten that I have written things, read all the way to the bottom and been like, wow, that was really great. That was so much fun. I loved that fic. Um, and then only to my shock and amazement, find that I am in fact the writer. So that's a special, I think that might just be a me problem, but I would love to know that I have read a fic before. Second... I don't think that's a universal problem that a lot of people are having that they're going to try and fix because I don't know how else they can fix it. They're like, your own fucking name is on top of the top of the thing. You're logged in to your own account and you're able yep. to edit everything. So we don't know how many more cues you need, you dumb shit. Um, 
in nice but, big letters yeah, too. That's a me problem. Yes, it should, it should flash a different color. You wrote this. Yeah, <laughs> every time you're reading your own. Um, so that's a me problem. They're not going to fix that. But the other thing that I would like is to have the pseudonym function actually be a pseudonym, as in you can be sneaky and publish it. I would like to hide. However, you. I would like to hide without having to get a new email address. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like that very much. It's not, but they don't do that. So I tried to set up a pseudonym for my secret contract. And it was like, <laughs> yes, it will publish under this. And then your real AO3 name will be right next to it. I'm like, bitch, that's not what I wanted. That's, <laughs> that's the opposite of a pseudonym. That I feel like opposite. this is a that more is like, universal issue. This is a more universal problem. I think this one is a more universal issue than me having yes. no brains whatsoever. This is me actively wanting to further obscure my identity on a website that already doesn't require you to be yourself. But <laughs> I don't necessarily want the people who maybe followed me for my Stephen Darcy fic to be right. subjected to... <laughs> my new obsessions which maybe they don't follow maybe they don't want to be there (laughs) (laughs) i don't need them to be to bear witness to the unhinging of emily j um (laughs) which you know maybe i should just suck it up and say this is who i am now but i'm not ready i'm not ready so until i am i think that i should be able to bounce between usernames um and not have that that function on AO3 feels like covering your own face and being like, see, I'm hidden. Mm-hmm. But just like just your eyes. And you everybody else can me. still see you. You can't, you can't see, see me. me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, like there's there's no point to it. And when I saw that was the function, I was like, oh, we ain't doing this. No, no. <laughs> New email address it is. Um total, total reinvention of the self on AO3 for this new unhinged unhinged depravity that I am splashing around in at the moment. Um, And if you'd like more information, I won't give it to you on this podcast. Uh, So anyway, let's talk about On Escaping a Relentless Suitor by Arthur, Arthur Morgan's Heart slash Silver Blind. I really enjoyed this book. I liked it a lot. Yay. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yes. It was fun. Um, it was very, I thought the scene setting was great. I felt very immersed mm-hmm. um, and not just from yes. a reader insert perspective. Like I just felt it was very immersive. I thought it was really well done. Like I knew exactly how everything was supposed to look and feel. Mm-hmm. And I was right there in the scene. So I loved it. Um, and it was good smut too. It is good smut. Good smut can be hard to find, but the like the little bits of pining, the sweet little bits of pining of like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so ugly. You don't like me. It's like, no, oh, no, you don't want to see my face. Oh, Arthur. Yeah. You old my so-and-so. face and penis. You're a silly, silly boy. <laughs> no, Arthur, we want to see both all the time. All the time. Yes. How dare you? Um, how dare you imply otherwise? Yeah, I thought it was great. I loved it. 
Um, it was very dear. It was very endearing. He was he was very endearing yeah. in this fic. Um, it was clearly yeah. the soft Arthur that you love so much. So the good the good boy. Yes. So I looked for some low honor Arthur. I was like, can I can I justify bringing this to the podcast? No, I guess I'll just save that no. to read for later. I mean, you could have. I would have read it. I had nothing. I was not I had ready nothing for it. to base anything off of you. I'm gonna yeah. say, don't don't blame the pod. If you weren't ready for it, you weren't ready for it. That's okay. <laughs> um, but don't fucking put that on me. I'll re- you know me. I'll read fucking anything, no, especially for this shit. It's not even <laughs> that it's like for the pod. City. It's that it's that am I going to be subjecting you to this to my to yes. my secrets? Which really aren't even my secrets. Like. Right. <laughs> They're not your secrets. Especially when you come here no. and you show them off. <laughs> yeah. Don't look. Nobody um, look. You can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see me. Um, no, it's fine. It's okay. You, like I said, you're not ready. You're not ready. It's, it's all right. And, and fan fiction is here for you to explore those darker themes on your own. Yes schedule yes when you're ready to be low honor mia you can indulge in some low honor fix and i think that's important yes um i think that's important uh that also goes back to our our anti our anti haze code sensibilities here no i mean in the first um when i first started really like the transition from this is a great game. I love playing this. I love the main character too. I wonder if there's fanfic about this. Um, mm. I would oh. scour the Arthur Morgan slash original female character tag. And mm-hmm. I found one that I'm not going to give specifics about, but there is a very big taboo in it, like social taboo in it um, that people would go on and they would comment to like leave vomit emojis on and this person had tagged everything appropriately yeah and it's like i yeah this isn't for me but i morbid curiosity went in because i was like i see there are comments i just hope people aren't being shitty and of course people were being shitty and of course they were there's been a lot of division in the red dead redemption fandom um, I was a part mm-hmm. of the Red Dead Redemption fandom at one point. Like I went on the Discord, probably shared things about myself that I shouldn't have been sharing. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I'm high, you guys. And they were like, what? <laughs> what is this? I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, Shit. And so there's been a lot of division of like, Oh, if you like shipping with Micah, who says racist things and he's a racist character, then you're a bad person. Or if you like doing this, oh, if you God. like doing that, then you're a bad person. I'm like, please. No. Nope. I'm going nope, to be exiting now. Actually. Sorry. So. <laughs> Sorry, that's enough of that. Um, yeah, there's there's yep. been there's always talk. And there I guess I don't know. I'm hoping someday we'll get to the point where there won't always be talk. And I suppose that day may come just because I'll be dead and I won't be part of fandom anymore. Where people say that mm-hmm. if you ship something or if you like something or if you write something or read something that is whatever mm-hmm. the problem 
is. And I'm not saying there aren't Mm -hmm. legitimately horrifying things being explored in the (laughs) fandom space. That is not what I'm saying. And I'm not saying everybody is writing sweet fluff and unproblematic, super consensual sex, and that's it and nothing else. Not saying that. Mm -hmm. What I am saying and what I continue to say and will say until I feel the cool release of The Afterlife is that engaging with those things, creating them, reading them, watching them, whatever, is just that. Mm -hmm. It is not deeper than that. It is just putting your eyeballs on something. That's all that it is. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean it's not a moral judgment. It's not your signing off on what you read. Uh, It's not endorsement endorsement. of this in real life. Yes. Yeah. It's not endorsement. And if you are a writer who writes about things that make people uncomfortable or squirmy or I hate the word cringe, but in case they're throwing that word out, you are under no obligation. Squicky. Oh, we don't use squick enough. We need to. Uh, if you're writing squicky things, um, you are under no obligation to ever apologize for it Mm -hmm. or stop doing it. Um, it's nice if you tag it to help people avoid it, but you're actually under no obligation to do that either. And it doesn't make you a bad person. It, it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean anything about you whatsoever you don't like we keep talking about the Hayes code you don't have to follow the Hayes code you don't have to make those characters that do awful things get punished um you don't have to get up on a soapbox and scream about how you know it's wrong and you don't endorse it and blah 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 you don't have to do any of that you don't because you're Mm -hmm. not harming a soul so if anybody's making you feel like you are the bad guys use androids (laughs) The, the bad guys can use Apple products. It's okay. You know what? It's okay. We don't. <laughs> we don't need to. Uh, we don't need to. To just you know beat ourselves into the ground with things that we're supposed to be doing for fun. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. That's something important that I thought never can be mentioned enough, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yes. speaking of something, I do want to mention before we get out of here um, is something wonderful that happened recently that uh, we're actually, oh. it's, it's a shameless plug sandwich. <laughs> oh, right. I yeah. act like I'm surprised. Uh, <laughs> oh, what's this we're talking about? What? I forgot. Um, yeah. What you it get is a shameless plug sandwich. <laughs> it is a shameless plug sandwich here on this episode because our sweet and beautiful guest this week, Mia, has a book published, a book of poems um, called Not Long for This World. And Mia, would you like to explain the premise? Because it's so beautiful. It kills me. Thank you. you. So your beloved host is actually the first person who laid eyeballs on this entire selection. So, so, so grateful. Being the pop culture whore that I am as ever, um, I... (laughs) was thinking about how to come up with a chapbook and how to center a theme on a set of poetry that I could get behind and like stick with because I'm notoriously bad at not finishing things. 
But the theme that is morbid and painful and real for me is that idea of like, we all have beloved fictional characters who have killed themselves, committed suicide, struggled significantly with like mental health issues. Um, And I thought I would just kind of take inspiration from those characters and see what beautiful things and painful things and important things I thought that they had to say or things that they said to me and my interpretations of them Mm. um, that I would want to share with the world. So that's where this comes from. It's so good guys. I have, I have read since I received it in the mail. um, I've read it probably three times. And when I, when I was lucky enough and blessed enough that Mia trusted me with it um, to read the first, like the first draft of it. uh, It was one of those things that just like stuck inside of my bones. Like I thought about these pieces that I had read off and on for months. Like I just couldn't get them out of my brain. It is, it is so good. I can't recommend it enough. Um, There is a link in the show notes. Please support your local writers, um, especially when they're as wonderful people as Mia is and she's given us so much and now she's given us this beautiful book um and so please support her I'm going to link to it again called not long for this world it's 36 it's very short it's just a little guy um it's like 35 36 pages um and it's it's there not a second of it is is wasted it is so perfect and wonderful so please 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 thank you uh support and enjoy because I think you will you buy it so that was my last plug of the day <laughs> i think uh, i've done all the whoring i can um buy red dead redemption 2 play red dead redemption 2 <laughs> i mean, I mean we're not watch it. we're not watch seeing it. <laughs> I was gonna say we're not seeing a dime from that shit though so you do whatever you want no, with red dead redemption but... 2 <laughs> i'm not out here hawking for somebody else um but yeah, no, it is it is important to me that you buy me his book and also that you listen to our new baby podcast because we need some subscribers and some support. So um, we can keep going with that. So that's all I had for today. Miss Mia, do you have any closing thoughts on Arthur or Red Dead Redemption or video games in general? I love all these things and I can't wait until Jocelyn makes you record a Last of Us podcast. So. Oh, it's gonna be good. We've gotta we gotta get her. We gotta get her back. This is a call out. (laughs) Hey Jasmine. Um, this is a call out. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get her back. So that's all we have for now. Um, but thank you, Mia, for sharing all of your knowledge and your your blorbo with us this week. (laughs) In my best Arthur voice, that's my girl. That's kind of sexy. I might, I might turn it on. He just says for it that. to his horse, and it's very sexy. Oh, <laughs> nice! That's even better. That's even better. Um, yeah, we love it. We love. We love a rough murder boy with a horse. So, all right, great. Well, now mm-hmm. I have something new to obsess over. Great, wonderful. Can't wait. All right. Yes. Well, that's been our yes. show. Uh, you have things to listen to. You have things to read. You have things to buy. And I will be back. Hopefully not in two months. Hopefully a shorter amount of time. I got to get my shit together a little bit uh, for this this guy over here. I got to actively parent this podcast again. And uh, in the meantime, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And above all else, get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs>